Hey guys, today we're live with Adam Linkenaga from I Love Basketball. Now he's a YouTube extraordinaire, having grown his own channel to a million plus, and runs multiple six and seven figure businesses, all generated with traffic using from used from our YouTube. So super excited! He's going to be running through what he does, how he does it, getting the nitty gritty with us. So I'm excited, guys. Hey, Adam. <laughs> Hey, man, how's it going? Going well, man. So, YouTube, how do you grow yeah. a business using it? Well, I mean, it's it's an incredible traffic generator. It's, a, it's an incredible place where our audience is already hand, uh, hanging out. And that's where, where a lot of our audience goes to find solutions to the problems that they're having, right? So, um, you know, nowadays it used to be kind of blogs. It still is for a lot of niches that people would run to blogs to search for solutions and help. Go type it into Google. But now a huge, um, massive amount of audience now on the, the Internet. Obviously, we all heard second biggest search engine in the world now um, being YouTube. That's where a lot of people are going to find solutions. And that that was the eye opener for me is um you know, as an athlete and with Isla Basketball, we didn't have the opportunity we could compete word for word via a blog, or we could use our skill sets and show people what we do and how to do it. And that was kind of the eye opener for us and how we grew our businesses. Instead of just talking about it like everyone else kind of was doing that a decade ago, show people how to do this. And that's where we, we, we started growing. Okay. And how does that work though? How do you start getting eyeballs to those channels? Because I've seen people who upload videos for years on end and just two, one view, two views. What's What makes a difference there? Well, the first thing is making sure that, that you're actually putting out content and you're putting it in front of what people are actually typing in and searching for. So, you know, an example of this was when I first got started, a term for, for jumping higher, a drill set that we would do for jumping higher that I put on YouTube was um, how to perform the penultimate step uh, for explosive takeoff. So I, that was the headline on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Now, if, if you're our target market, 13 to 17 year old kid looking to jump higher, you're not looking for the penultimate step. You know what you're going to type into Google or YouTube, you're going to type in how to jump higher or um, vertical jump training. So keyword and headline your videos based on what your target market's actually searching for instead of necessarily in your mind as an expert what it is. Okay, it makes sense. You've really got to look at where your audience is at and what they're looking for. Is there a way to actually find the data out on that though? Or is that is that what you're doing or Say that again, sorry? Were you actually searching for like keyword results or something like that before you actually yeah. set your, your titles? Yeah. You know, it, it really comes down for, for when I when I first started, we didn't have any tools. So it really came down to just learning and knowing your, your target market. What's the language that they're using? What are they asking you when they come to you? What How are they phrasing their questions? How they're phrasing their questions to you is much likely uh, a more advanced version of what they're dumbing down to type into Google or YouTube. So that's where I started, number one, is I just listened. Um, number two, you can survey if you have a customer list, if you have um, a specific list that you have access to with, within your, your target market, a group even on Facebook, you can survey and just ask them what their problems are. Once you have a list of their problems, nowadays you can just go type them into YouTube. For example, if I go to YouTube search right now 
and type in one of the terms I feel my target market would search for. For example, basketball training. YouTube's going to autocomplete and give us nine terms based off of popularity that people are searching for. Basketball training workout, basketball training for kids, basketball training videos, basketball training for beginners. Hell, that's what I'm going to make my videos on. So really, you've got as much research in YouTube stuff as you are on any other type of marketing. Like you really need to know your market before getting into it. Exactly. That's that's oh, literally to do it the properly, key to really. Yeah. That, I mean, honestly, that's the key to it. Because if you can start, you know, it's an example one of my my mentors gave to me is, you know, if you saw someone drowning in the ocean, and you you were walking on the beach with a uh, you know one of those those flotation tubes in your hand. Would you tell the person drowning to try to struggle and get to you on land so you can hand them the tube? Or would you swim out there, go to where they're at, meet them at their problem, and put that tube around them and yank them out of the water? And that's what YouTube is. That's the, YouTube allows you to get in front of the problem, the pain point. And if you can figure out exactly what your target market is typing in uh, to YouTube, and start aiming your content to get in front of those terms, meaning just simply SEO, uh, creating videos on those subjects, over time you will move up those rankings and you're gonna get traffic and it's gonna be a high level, uh, warm, ready to take action type of traffic. Awesome, so what's next? How do you turn those views into customers? So, I mean, it's it's actually, it, it's at that point, you've, you've got a different type of lead than most marketers will hmm. will teach you how to work with. So most marketers out there will teach you kind of how to market and how to pull lead generation from cold traffic, whether it be uh, advertisements, uh, you know, lighter versions of organic hmm. traffic. But with YouTube, it's almost like a reverse funnel in, the, in the, the sense that this is someone who has typed in a term on YouTube. They're in the moment of looking for a solution. So they're in pain at this point. So at this point, they type into YouTube, your video pops up as the cure for that solution. They, they start to watch your content. And then in the last 30 seconds of that video, last 45 seconds of that video, you do a call to action to click on, on one of these annotations, which will soon just be uh, an end screen or one of the, the YouTube cards. Long story short, it's just a billboard on a screen. It's a billboard that says, hey, if you click here, I'm going to take you to a page where you're going to get a free workout, a free cure, a free video, a free PDF, whatever it may be. And then that's your lead generation. Epic. So every time you put, yeah, every time you put a video out, that, that process will continue. So videos of two, three years ago that we have out are still bringing us in, you know, substantial amounts of leads today. Well, it sounds too simple. You've already got people searching for it. You've already just got to tell them what to do. <laughs> Why it, is it honestly, no one does I mean, it? You know, I think it. I think it's number one. It, it's kind of like uh, there are a lot of things out here like this. Uh, you know, podcasting being yeah. one, uh, live streaming being another. It's not overly complicated to do, but it takes a few things. Number one, it takes an understanding of uh, a know-how. Number two, you have to understand that hey, you're gonna go through a slow period to begin. It's a complete push a snowball up a hill before it starts tumbling down the other side and growing. Uh, so there, there's time a time frame that you have to do this. Hell, I mean, I didn't I didn't make a decent wage until over a year and a half to two years into YouTube. So it took a while to grow, and then from there, um, you know, I think that the, the mm, I think it's just something that it takes a lot of 
of balls, to be honest with you, you know, for lack of a better term, it, it's hard to put yourself out there. It's tough to get on a live stream. It's tough to be on video and uh, press upload and see how people respond to it. And the, the one, you know, the negative comments versus the positive, it's tough. It takes a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of mental strength to get through, especially when you're first starting. Awesome. Can you talk us a bit about the business models you're using? How are these things actually monetized? Sure. Yeah. So the way that we're doing it depends on, on which business. But for example, the well, I'll tell you what, when it comes to YouTube, we typically run everything that the same. It's kind of the same, um, you know, the, the same structure all the way through. We give great content, but we only give away uh, tools versus plans. So I always say, hey, if I gave you every tool, every piece of wood, every nail, every hammer to build a house. Would you if I gave that to you, would you know how to build a house? And, you know, unless I'm talking to a contractor, they're going to say no, because you need the plans. So we always sell the plans, but we always give away our tools um, for free. So that's what, what YouTube is. That's that's our where we allow people to build their toolkit. So we give them drills. We give them exercises, um, you know, for our business mm -hmm. anyway. We give them chunks and nuggets of knowledge and, and things that they can they can use how they wish. But the thing is, we don't give them workouts. We don't give them full on. Here's what to do day by day to get better because we have to have something of premium to, to offer to grow a business. So that's the model in a sense from from, you know, the, the deep, the deep view of it. So how, how it really works uh, from from a close end is we put out content. We have a call to action at the end of our content to get a free congruent offer. So, hey, what did you want to watch a, a video on? For basketball, you've got three or four different buckets. You've got scoring, you've got shooting, you've got jumping higher or athleticism, you've got ball handling. Um, you know, typically, those are the four that we concentrate on. So if you, um, if you watch a video on ball handling, we're not going to offer you a scoring workout. We're not going to offer you a shooting workout. We're not going to offer you a how to jump higher workout. We're going to offer you a ball handling workout, right? So... Keeping a congruent offer all the way through keeps our conversions extremely high. You don't have to be a great marketer to do that. You just need to know, hey, I just need to give them whatever that next logical step is in their progression. They've come here for a cure. They've already gotten some benefit. They wouldn't be click it, clicking on that annotation, that, that video billboard, if they didn't think that I could help them, if they didn't have some trust in me, at least a little bit. So at this point, they already have trust in me. You just need to continue that path and give them a little bit more uh, in exchange for that opt-in. You know, and then from there, the monetization begins. Hey, these are people who are in the moment of pain. They're ready to uh, get better. They need a solution. They found your video when they searched. They watched your video. They like your content so much that they opted in um, to your mailing list to get more free content. They've consumed that free content. They like it. Now they have an offer in front of them. That happens all within 10 minutes of that moment that they, they decide, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue forward and click on this, this billboard. We make very. We want them to to accept an offer rather quickly because they're in the moment of pain. So, from a monetary standpoint, we sell digital training, uh, digital downloads, uh, courses. So, if they come in through a ball, ball handling funnel, they're going to see a ball handling product. If they come in through school, watching a scoring video, they're going to see a scoring product. We keep it very specific to what their their pain point is. But you know, if I had to stress anything, when it comes to that pain point. And when it comes to knowing that they're coming from YouTube, they already are in pain. They already trust you or at least have some degree of trust with you. They've just opted in 
now is literally the best time to make an offer. So a lot of marketers will say, well, you need to run them through an indoctrination series, you know, and five, you know, (laughs) 1,000 automated emails before you make an offer to build trust. No, at this point, they're ready. So, um, you know, the majority of our sales are going to come within that, that small period, that small window of when they're in enough pain to be searching YouTube for a solution. Okay, when you do it that way, do you need to give them a lower ticket, lower barrier ticket, or can you stretch like a high ticket product? You know, I mean, I I think there's a degree. I from, you know, I, I wouldn't lead with a tripwire because they are in pain. I wouldn't say, hey, give them a seven dollar offer or something like that. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and offer them a thousand dollar course either. It, it, again, it's market yeah. to market. But for for our range. Um, you know, from a B to B, we'd be in that 100 to 400, 100 to 500 range at the top end for something like sports. We're in that hundred dollar range, um, for, for our basketball business, we do between 47 and 147 for our front end offers. Okay, cool. And what kind of, what kind of offices is that to just get your trainings or? Yeah, exactly. So we just, just will offer them the plan. So at this point, when they come in for a ball handling, uh, they, they watch a ball handling video, they opt in for ball handling training, we'll offer them a ball handling six-week workout or a, a nine-week workout that will give them the day-by-day, here's your drills, here's what you do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, and then it'll walk them through a progressive course to get better. Cool. Very cool. That's so simple. How many... Right? Okay, so... It's in that particular business. It's a matter of traffic to get X number of conversions. X number of conversions convert into sales straight away. Then obviously you've got the mailing list that people will convert down the line. Yep, exactly. So when it comes to our our mailing list turnover, it's rather quick. So when a bass when with our with our market because they are kids um, because a lot of them don't own credit cards. We're literally selling digital air to, to kids that don't have credit cards. It's a tough market. The reason why a lot of people don't succeed in this market is, number one, the, the traffic reach, or number two, they, they make the mistake of going after the kid instead of the parent. So that, that's usually where the problems exist. Now, for us, we've been able to build a large enough audience that we can still target the kids, but at the same time, we reach a lot of parents and we make sure our sales copy is aimed at the parent. Um, but, you know, I, I'm trying to think of a, a fair example of, of a business. Um, I don't but. Um, you know, like it, it, it's a tough market. I, hmm. You know, it's simple, but it's a very high traffic market. You're looking with, with basketball space, you know, we may get in, um, you know, 1,500, 2,000 leads a day within um, from YouTube. But I think it's important to note that with our audience, we're, these are kids that don't own credit cards. So our conversions aren't going to be crazy high in comparison to a lot of businesses yeah. out there. Okay, so you know, so. Not a lot of people in the audience are either consultants or they own uh, traditional businesses. How can they use YouTube? Is it even so, worth them I being there? Yeah, honestly, I, I, I think it's a great place to, be, to begin. You can start building relationships. So YouTube's a great relationship builder because, you know, it's a time when people get to know you when they're in, they're in a pretty vulnerable state, when they're searching for solutions and help. So when they come across your content and they find you, um, that's, a, that's a pretty, pretty unique situation if done well. Uh, you can get people to, to build trust with you. You can get people to believe in what you're offering. If you can come off as trustworthy, if you can come off as moral, if you can come off as, as someone who knows how to make them improve and get better, um, there's a couple of things you could do there. You could send them uh, to a free offer and then from there 
um, move them to an automated webinar or a live webinar. Or you could go straight to a webinar from there, an automated webinar. That's what I would do from the service um, or B2B space in a lot in a lot of situations. So straight from the YouTube video to an automated webinar. Exactly. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. If you're in pain, you want to go for longer type of service, they spend an hour with you. Or would you go like strategical? Or was that, was that, that get you too much traffic? You know, I, I think that it would get you a ton of traffic. I would definitely be, if you grow the channel and, and you reach a point with the channel, you, mm. you definitely would want that webinar in place to to handle a lot of that that load. Free I feel like it could, I mean, I, I know for us, for example, there's no way no. Um, we could have that in place. It's cool. And what about local businesses, say your plumbers, dentists, that kind of stuff? It is, I mean, honestly, it's probably one of the lowest hanging fruits available for a local business right now is literally just putting your city um, in your headline. If you put your city in the, in the headline or subject line of your, your video when you upload it and you put your city's name in the description, you're going to rank. You're going to start showing up for when people type in. Um, you know, there's going to be some Google benefit. You'll start showing up on Google as well. Your videos will. Um, and what I like to do with local clients is say, Hey, go out, find your best testimonials. And then we can do what would our, you know, I always say, what would our, what would your target market search for? And they would be like best dentist in Dallas or best, uh, you know, chiropractor in Los Angeles. So headlining terms like that. And then, then instead of it just being you talking about how great you are, show your testimonial videos talking about you instead if that makes sense it's just those things like that you just need to it all goes back to what are your what is your target market searching for and then creating content that makes sense to put in front of them awesome we've been discussed before like the fact that i do these podcasts should i be taking the whole video and uploading that and you kind of said maybe that's not the best idea i'm looking guys who break those rules are like lewis house just uploads the whole thing and he it seems to be working Mm-hmm. So the big thing is visual. Is it visually appealing? So that's really all it comes down to. And it, it also comes down to we could, you know, with Isla Basketball, we literally could upload, you know, a picture of, of Rock's calf. And he, we're going to get watches. We're going to get likes. We're going to get comments. It's, it's going to be fine. Now, what happens, though, is our growth will start to decline. We found this out when he started doing uh, blogging videos. Um, our audience didn't appreciate them as much. So our growth started to, to decline, but we already have a large audience. Lewis, for example, already has a large yeah. audience. He's going to get views. He's going to get likes. He's already built a tribe that they're fans. Um, you know, that's the same with us. We've got people who mm. will, will like and comment on anything. But we noticed that that deterioration in, in our growth. Uh, so we use socialblade.com. We, that keeps up with your daily subscriber counts, your daily view counts. And it's just a cool tool to have that you can um, add to your Google Chrome. And uh, it's really cool. You can mm. see what everyone's tagging in their videos and uh, kind of see what your competitors are doing, seeing what people that you want to have similar viewership then. You can start using some of their tags as well. Things like that that you can do that um, will benefit. But long story short, to get back to the question, um, you know, things like podcasting. If you're in a studio and you can have multiple angles and make it visually appealing, I'm all for that. But if not, um, I would make sure to cut and get straight to the quality content. So when someone searches for a solution, you've got uh, on YouTube, you've you've got five, 10 seconds to keep them there before they are off looking for a better solution if you don't get started. 
So just you got to get to the content super quick, especially if they're cold. They don't know you yet. Um, once you build trust with them, then there's really, you know, that's a cool thing about YouTube. You can really do about anything and that you're going to get likes, comments, and you're, you're going to get ranking. That's epic. So w- would you still upload them and put them under a different playlist or just not upload them at all? Yeah. So I would, um, sorry, I've got people here. <laughs> I'm in my office. There's like windows. Love so, it. um, yeah. So ask your question one more time. I'm coffee. Uh, so if you example this video right here right now, would you upload it to yep. YouTube as well as your normal places? Or would so you what I would cut out the good parts? Yeah, so I would chop this up. I would chop this into um, when I'm talking about specific solutions. So I if I were you, what I would do is I would take this video and do a quick 10 second intro of what's gonna be covered. And then maybe show pics of you asking the question. Or, or I'm sorry, just yeah. a little video clips of you asking the question and then cut and show just my answer. So when mm-hmm. I go off on these tangents talking about, you know, who knows what, just cut that off and just keep it to that specific content. Cool. Epic. Um, what else can I say? If you do that kind of stuff, <laughs> you do videos of how to's, what other stuff? Yeah. So how to's and tutorials, if you're in, in this type of, of field of helping people, yeah. how to's and tutorials are going to win. Um, if you notice on I Love Basketball, our channel, you're going to see the term how to, you're going to see the term tutorial a lot because YouTube, that lets YouTube know what type of content it is. It lets YouTube know, Hey, this is, we're teaching something and YouTube likes that style of content. So how to's do really well. Um, the, the word tutorial again does really well. And um, any type of number does really well. Five vertical jump exercises, three tips to dribble faster. Um, you know, it kind of comes back to your, your typical copywriting. Um, those types of videos will do well. I think, um, what other things would you suggest that people should know about YouTube and how to actually grow a business they don't know? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, it's like anything dealing with marketing. There, there are people who tend to get it and know that, hey, you just lead with content, you lead with value, you put in the work, and over time, you build the result. Where YouTube's not gonna be a place you go and put up a video and it reaches a million views and you now have a huge business. It does happen, it's extremely rare, and it's not not easy to, to do. Um, so there's that, and then, um, you know, it, it's, it's a place that if you do it long-term, it's actually fail-proof. Um, I really don't think that there's a market that it won't work for if you do it the right way. If you if you start putting the right content in front of your video or in front of the right people, um, in front of those keywords, you're you're not going to fail. Uh, yeah. But it's going to take time. It's going to take time. Um, you know, that's the way I look at it. If you, I, it's kind of a challenge I put out to our clients: is hey, don't worry about what you get from YouTube, but do this for me. Six months, put out three videos a week for six months straight. Don't concentrate on anything else. And after that six month period, you will have already built some subscribers. You already have a very comfortable understanding of your video schedule. Um, you already have feedback of what your audience really wants and you're only gonna benefit. So I would say the first six months of growing a YouTube channel is for you. It's not necessarily for your subscribers, it's for you to figure out what to do. And then at that point you can really grow and help people and, and really start creating the, the right style of content mm. in a comfortable set. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, that sounds too simple. Can you show us behind the hood? Let's sure. Let's take a Absolutely. Look, jump into it. 
Yeah. So what do we, what, how do I do this here? I mean. Conversations, share screen on Skype. Perfect. Can you see it here? Sure can. Awesome. So I'll just walk through um, kind of the steps of the strategy. I think that'll be the easiest way to do it. So the first thing we want to do is we want to verify that a term in the basketball space is getting getting viewership. So we're getting ready to, to set up a new funnel on jumping higher, vertical jump. Hmm. So a big term. So if we type in jump higher and vertical jump, we... We kind of own these keywords pretty well here, so I love basketball. Um, so we, we need to find something that we don't have. Now that's that's me too. Um, let's see here. So what I'm doing is I'm just finding terms. So boom, uh, we don't own vertical jump training. We're number two for it. So this would be the keyword that I would want to create content on and go after. So. You know, if you're starting out and you're not ranked at the top, you just pick uh, something that ideally is a little bit more low hanging. So, how do you determine what's low hanging versus, you know, it, it's the difference between a short tailed a short tailed keyword and a long tailed keyword. So, if I were just starting out, I wouldn't go after vertical jump training. I would go after vertical jump training basketball or vertical jump training exercises for basketball. Vertical jump training program. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. You got to look at the ones that are a little bit more complex. So yeah, you can make them first, then you start ranking for the... You got it. So start with the long tail, and then as you move um, and grow your channel, you can start going for terms like vertical jump, so vertical if I've jump got, training. Say, example, I've got vertical jump training with ex- resistance bands and exercise basketball and mm-hmm. with weight, then I'm most likely going to get the other one automatically. You got it. Exactly. Nice. Exactly. So you start picking off these, these easier terms. So these are what we call within our training, we call it a bracelet term and a charm term. So a bracelet would be what you type into the top. A charm is what shows up. Okay. So these are your charms. Yes. This is your bracelet. That you see what I mean? So you, you create your charms first. If you want to go after a specific bracelet, um, you need okay. to make sure you have a tip of some charms. How to do digital marketing. How yep. to do digital marketing using Facebook. How to use using Instagram, using AdWords, etc. Grab those three first, then you should be getting the um, digital marketing by default. You got it. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. Oh, I lost an earphone. Um, so yeah, so at this point, I'm, I search, I find vertical jump training is a term that, hey, we're not ranking number one for. And plus we know that, hey, it's something else you can do. In one year's time, they got 342,000 views. Um, it's something that you can look at and feel comfortable with one month ago, 23,000 views week, a week ago, 38,000 views. But when you do this, make sure to review the channels first, mm-hmm. because if you look at, if you look at I Love Basketball and say, okay, they've got nearly a million subscribers here, you know, this number, it's, it's not a fair indication of the search volume. So if we look at JTAT here, they've got 5,000 subscribers, look, 5,000 subscribers, 342,000 views. This lets me know that if I rank high for this, this is a good term. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes you know, sense. it's just not yeah, it's not all their subscribers going where us heck, I mean that's not that's a very small percentage of our subscriber base even watching this mm. video. So, but we know that hey, if number 1 
this guy is not a huge subscriber base, but he's getting a ton of views. It must be a pretty good key, uh, key term to go after. So when it comes to vertical jump training, the next step is once we've got this term, we of course create our content. That's, that, that's a must. Now this term here needs to be in our headline, our description and our tags. We do not go crazy. How important is all this stuff? So looking at, it's like part two, getting people clicked to other parts of their channel and descriptions and obviously the copy there. And you were mentioning tags and stuff. That's where it starts to get a little bit, do you need all this yeah, stuff? Yeah, you know, you need to have clarity, but you don't like, don't game the system. Uh, you know, you'll see if you click on someone's video, they'll have the description will be 1,000 other keywords, you know, in a big <laughs> list. That's, that's not going to help. That's just not going to help. Um, it just doesn't work like that. You want a description that has your keyword in it, um, ideally a couple times. We like to, to have our keyword at least twice within the first few sentences. Um, but we write a description that the video is about. We make sure that the description is clear and we do not try to game the system. Um, and then we, we do the same with our tags. We lead with a tag that is specific to our keyword. We follow up with tags that are similar to our keyword. In other words, it's like family feud. What else would our target market type in if they were looking for vertical jump training? All right, they would type in, you know, training to jump higher or, uh, mm. you know, how to jump or how our vertical jump training, um, vertical jump training drills, vertical jump training workouts. What other words could, could we aim for that if this video showed up, would be completely congruent to what they want. That, that's how we tag. Cool. The other tagging that we do at the end is we, we always sign our work. So we include our name. We include um, our channel name. So when people type in our, um, Coach Rock, it's easy to find his content. Because, you know, people may not remember I Love Basketball, but they may remember Coach Rock. People may not remember Coach Rock, but they will remember I Love Basketball. We need to make sure if they type in those terms that we show up. Epic. So is it purely on-site stuff or do you need or should you be looking at transcribing your videos and putting the transcriptions up to it and embedding on your main site? Yeah. Now, if you transcribe, you want to make sure that you are saying your keyword. So in the video, you need to make sure that you're clearly saying your keywords. If you're not saying them, it's not going to really do that that great for you. But transcriptions, I mean, YouTube's already transcribing your video for you. They're not doing a great job yet. But if you go into your the back end of your YouTube channel, you can go click on transcription and see YouTube's already doing that for you. That tells me it's important. That tells me it's important. It's not something that we do a lot of, um, or really have we ever done it. We we may go in and change some wording to the ones that they upload for us or want the ones that YouTube do for us. But if you're just starting out, it won't hurt. It will only benefit. Um, you know, especially at the startup phase, I would do whatever it takes to um, fully take advantage of of what YouTube gives you. Perfect. That's awesome. And then um, something else, if I can pull this off and log in. Look, Rock's going to get a text message. I'm wondering <laughs> if he's trying to sneak in. Let me send it to myself real quick. Cool. I'm glad this is on a delay. We'd have like people still in my channel right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So something else that I really like to do, especially if you're in a startup phase, is if you go into your creator studio on your channel, on the left side, you can scroll down to the channel. 
And then under, um, let me make sure I do it right, advanced, I believe. No, that's not the one. Featured content. You'll have something called your channel ad. Mm-hmm. So what the, ch- what the channel ad is, if you read the terms, it's just part of an ongoing effort to build audiences on behalf of our partners, YouTube. Uh, you know, long story short, this will tell you that YouTube's going to pay to have, they're going to run ads to your channel for you. This is something free for everyone. So I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, this is going to build you a massive YouTube channel, but it's free traffic. I mean, yeah. you know, as an unlisted ad video, we've gotten 7,000 views. So, I, you know, it's better than nothing, especially at the startup. If you can get a 7,000 views in a year, hey, what's that hurt? That's epic. You know, for free. So why not? And then, you know, our old channel before this was Freak Vertical um, and B-Ball Training, this one here. I believe our ad got over 100,000 views or something crazy. It really went. So, um, you know, it's, it's something cool that it's just things like this that hmm. no one really knows YouTube's doing. But if you know enough about it, you can take advantage of it. It's only going to benefit you. It's epic. That's cool. So you use the feature content. Yeah. Um, I saw you've got the little um, subscribe thing on the right-hand corner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's that's a really cool thing that we came across. Um, you know, we did, we've did we done this for, for a long time now. So this is your branding watermark where YouTube wanted us to upload like a logo and brand all your videos and look cool. And, um, you know, we thought, hey, this is, goes on every video. If you click it, it goes to your channel. So instead of you know, wasting that space, not necessarily wasting it, but just using another logo that, you know, for most of us, we're using our logo and our picture for our channel anyway, or on our videos anyway, in the top right corner. Um, you know, why not, why not do a call to action that is nonstop, that is clear, that is in every single video at every moment, that is one click to your channel that will then prompt them to subscribe. It only makes sense. So that's why we did that. You can do that right under branding, just create a PNG with a clear subscribe background, and then, you know, you're off to the races. And naming your channel, I see a lot of people have custom URLs. Mm-hmm. Yep, so when it comes to naming, the way I like to do it is I like, I like a clear name. You know, when when you're a basketball player, or if you're, you know, I love basketball, it, it worked really, really well on Facebook. Because if you're if you're on your newsfeed and you see I love basketball posting basketball videos, if you love basketball, you're immediately you know what this channel's about. You click the like button because you love basketball too. It's easy, you know. With freak vertical jump and basketball training, it's definitely a little you know it's a little deeper in the sense of a niche down. Um, but at least it was clear. This used to be freak athletics, and that wasn't clear at all. So our Facebook fan page didn't grow um, because it was only friends and family. But long story short, when it comes to naming your channel, I recommend keeping it short, sweet. Um, again, people, if they're going to, number one, need to remember it. And number two, need to type it in um, for, for that to be beneficial. So keep it short, sweet into the brand. And that's really all I would recommend in that sense. What if you are your brand? Would you put your own name or would you put your company name? So for us with Iowa Basketball, we, we use the company name. Um, it's, you know, it's, there, there's a lot of reason, reasoning to that. Number one, I didn't last forever. Number two, Rock's not going to last forever. Uh, we're going to need to continue. I, I call it our Doctor Who of basketball training. Every single, you know, every few years, we're going to need a different trainer. So we don't want to brand specifically to a trainer, though they're a celebrity within the niche. We want to make sure the niche, or I'm sorry, the brand itself is its own celebrity. 
Cool. So you want so, to create the platform for the celebrities to come on board. And you, you got it. Now, yeah. Now, if you're a consultant, if you're a, um, a celebrity in the sense, if you're bro- growing your own mm-hmm. personal authority, by all means, use your name. It's only gonna it's only gonna benefit you in the long run. As long as you're not gonna eventually retire yourself out, yeah. and, you know, you want something to either sell or replace yourself in. That's where I would be careful. That makes sense. Very cool. Um, what about live streaming? I'm seeing YouTube. YouTube has the live streaming feature now. Obviously, Facebook is using it quite heavy, as we know. What is? Yeah, how I mean, does it work for YouTube? You know. It's- it's something it, it's it's going it's following the exact same as Facebook in the sense that it's becoming available. It's now available, for example, on your phone. You can click a live stream button. Uh, you can do it on your computer as well. You can just live stream. Um, you know, like anything like Facebook and every it seems like every social media now. Uh, as for usage, we haven't really messed with it very much. And this the reason being is YouTube's algorithm is so specific to whatever your past videos have done. Uh, we, we, our rep has told us this. For example, if we put out a blog video today that doesn't do well, our next video, even if it's a great content video on, a, on a how to jump higher or how to uh, shoot a basketball, it's actually going to take a dip because our last video didn't do as well. So my fear there is when I look at live stream numbers from other people, you know, we've got we've got other business owners under us with businesses that we own partial shares in, and we've seen massive dips in their numbers when they're live streaming, and it actually has, from from what I've seen, affected their video output the following video upload. So I don't want to mess with what we've got going on. We've got a pretty consistent growth going right now. I think we're you know 1,400, 1,500 subscribers a day. I really want to keep that. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to mess up something that's not working. Now I'm not saying that forever. You know, a good marketer I found is is can be extremely sure. hypocritical. Um, so if if it ever becomes something where hey, I find out someone that I trust is just crushing it, and they're saying hey, you got to try it, we'll jump over and we'll definitely hop in and start crushing the live stream. Um, but we need to see that result first. And mm-hmm. I actually just did a video about this. I don't like being the pioneer in something. I much rather would be an early adopter and all of the pioneers in. You'll be early <laughs> enough to be able to get the most benefit out of it, but at the same time, you don't want to be the first person jumping in because you don't you want to be doing it. all the experimentations. Exactly, exactly. So that's kind of my viewpoint now. I think that there will be people, who, and there already are people who are seeing success with it. We're just not ready to make that jump yet. Yeah. Well, you've already got that success in your channel. You don't want to compromise that. Exactly, exactly. Talk to, show me your the description and all that kind of stuff. And you've actually got a really cool thing on your page as well, the way that you've got your about set up and the way the page itself is set up, I've seen. Yeah, so, um, you know, when it comes to our descriptions, and I think it's very important. And is this what you're fer- referring yeah. to? The actual well, this description? one and then your channel description as well. Okay, cool. Yep. So when it comes to a video description, here's how we do it. Now, if you notice, we timestamp. This is something we have no data on this being beneficial to growth. This is just something that's cool and it it makes for a more enjoyable experience for our viewers. And, you know, hey, if if we can do that, I don't care what any algorithm says. I don't care what the ultimate goal is. If we can make the viewership and the viewing experience for our audience better, it's going to win in the long term. I have no doubt about that. So that's why we do things like this timestamp. 
Um, we always lead with a link after our, our strongest and beginning keyword name. So if you look at instantly jump higher, we're going to have the exact same headline right for our first sentence. And then we always lead in with a link that's going to typically be above a fold. And the reason we do this is our call to actions. We found in, in mobile that uh, YouTube cards, for example, hmm. uh, these little eyeball or eyes in the top right corner, they don't convert as well as just simply telling your viewers to go click on the first link in the description. That's worked really well for us. So, you know, it's just doing things like that and testing things, not just, you know, from our experience, not just jumping shit because a new feature comes out and, you know, like being very, very slow to take action. The other cool thing is you can pin comments. So a great call to action now is just to create a comment. Free workout. So we could just create, you know, a, I don't even know what our link is. Now let me go grab that. So now you can just create a comment, paste it, or, or you know, make the comment live, come over here to these three and just pin it. Oh, that's epic. You know, so now you've got a call to action at the top of your YouTube comments. So it's just a great place to have a call to action that will show up on all of your videos. And it's just a one click over, which is always a big win. So one click and boom, they're there. That's cool. So you really got three places for your call to action, you got the video itself? the description, yeah. then your comments. Exactly, exactly. So inside the video, we've got a call to action within the first 10% of the video. We've got a call to action within, within the last 10% of the video. We have a YouTube card in the top right corner that is there practically the entire video. Um, we've got the first link in the description and then even later down on the description, we'll have another call to action, boom. And then the first comment will be a call to action. Yeah, so you got your, all your other socials and stuff there as well. Yep, and you know those are things that we found that are beneficial. If you just connect your socials, um, you know, from a backlinking standpoint, it's going to be beneficial for for each um, yeah. media. And you know, some of the traffic will bounce over. You're not going to you know grow a million fan page yeah. or person fan page from your YouTube traffic. But hey, some some people who are are most connected, your most likely buyers are going to want to follow you on on multiple social medias. Um, so we make sure to you know, if you do follow us, you're going to get different content on each. And it's definitely a different experience. It's a native experience on each platform. So I assume you just, you more or less have that format there, you copy across and you change out the stuff that needs to be changed for the specific videos. You got it. Exactly. So we've got it worked up. YouTube is our top platform. So anything that we repurpose, we don't, we never repurpose to YouTube. We only repurpose from YouTube. So we'll take a YouTube video, we'll chop it up into 20 second segments for Instagram, 30 second videos from Instagram. We'll take screen caps for Instagram and then we'll take 30 to 60 second videos from Facebook, uh, make them very shareable, have strong text call to actions, uh, text on screen throughout the video because you know obviously a lot of people on Facebook aren't listening to your content, they're just watching it. So we wanna make sure that we subtitle well. And we just create, make sure that our content on each platform is native, but it all starts with this, this quality YouTube. We put our, our quality into YouTube and then from there we can repurpose down. Epic. Cool, man. So this is cool. Can you show us the channel as well and how that works? Sure. Yeah. So obviously you've got really cool, um, graphics everywhere. 
Yeah, you know, this is just over time. You kind of you kind of just mess around and keep creating. You know, Rock creates all of these hmm. itself. So, um, you know, he's always kind of changing out. He's much more graphic oriented than I am. Um, so he's always changing them out. So description, I love basketball TV. It's a leading YouTube channel on basketball training. That's just another keyword there that we wanted to attack. If you want to get better, if you want to get motivated, if you want to have better handles, vertical jump, um, or higher vertical, subscribe to our channel and we will bring you the best. The key is, um, YouTube is video oriented. It's not like, for example, it's, it's kind of like Facebook now where Facebook used to concentrate on your, your page would be, would would be where people would come. Right. But now all the content, we rarely really leave our newsfeed because the comment, the, all the, the content comes to you where YouTube's the same now. So YouTube's kind of following that to where everything is more or less built on a video basis. So people don't come to your channel page nearly as often as they YouTube or as they, they need to. They don't really come here um, in great waves. So even us, I mean, I bet you we only get 30 or 40 messages a month um, on on YouTube. So that's when people actually DM us. Not a lot because people aren't visiting our channel. It's all on a video level. So people will search or it'll be recommended. They'll watch a video. And then from here, (laughs) that's amazing. Um, (laughs) Then from here, you know, (laughs) their entire... um, you know, their entire flow will come from either watching videos here or clicking on videos on the right side. So they, they rarely will actually visit your YouTube channel from our experience. That's cool. What about setting up your YouTube channel for subscriptions? Because obviously you've got people with call to action saying subscribe now, they'll take them to your channel's homepage. Is there a way that you should be setting that up so yours isn't the default setting? Yeah, well, I mean, the biggest key when it comes to subscribers is, number one, asking them to subscribe, and number two, giving them a reason to. So I always see, you know, people will send us their content and say, hey, what do you think? We have a call to action. And they'll say, please subscribe to our channel um, for more videos or something like that. Hey, but <laughs> there's no benefit there. Oh, you're fine. Uh, there's no benefit there. So why should I subscribe to your channel? If you give people a reason to subscribe, they're going to do it. So, you know, as for settings and things like that, just making sure that you use annotations inside of your videos for subscribing. So I'll let this ad kind of run as I, Three, as I two, talk one, here. Cool. Ad. All right. See, see you so, Yeah. So right here in the top uh, bottom right, we've already talked about it. Boom. You can just subscribe rather quickly using this, this button here. That's cool. So yeah, that'll take you to the channel. You can click subscribe. Boom. And then from there, just having a call to action. I just can move forward. See when he does it. Come on, Rock. Well, usually we'll have a call to action. Must not have one there. Try different. Of course, another ad will play. So, long story short, you want to have a verbal and visual call to action. So when we say, hey, do us a favor, click this button right here to subscribe to our channel where you're going to get uh, weekly videos on how to jump high or how to get back, you know, whatever that type of video is, that's what we really go by. So if someone comes and watches um, a video on jumping higher, we're not going to say click this button and subscribe for more videos on scoring. You know, we're going to say, hey, click this button right here to subscribe to our channel where we're going to bring you more vertical jump training um, on a weekly basis. So we give them a reason to subscribe, number one, but then we show them with our finger, we point at the button, and we tell them how. I think that's really important and something that 
that a lot of people make the mistake of not doing. They give a verbal call to action, but not a visual one. It's epic. That's cool. What's the... Sorry, Rob. Cool. <laughs> cool, man. Awesome. Yeah, man. It's all simple stuff. Just give them the content, find out what people are already searching for, take them... That's to- it. I'm- yeah, I mean, that's really... The, it's It's kind of... If you put out content with the purpose of actually helping people versus getting leads, getting subscribers, getting sales, you actually create content with the goal of helping, you're already ahead of the game. If you keyword it well based on what your target market is searching for, you're going to win the long run in that sense. You're only going to benefit. If you have verbal and visual call to actions on your videos as well as linkage in your, in your uh, comments and your descriptions, you're going to get people to your website. You're going to get people, um, you know, if you have a good landing page, you're going to get people on your list. You're going to make sales. So it's, it's the warmest traffic in the world. It's just a matter of just taking these simple congruent steps and making it clear uh, for people to follow. Simple. Love it. Dude, now do you have some training available for people that can actually dig this in a bit deeper depth. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so I'm coming out with Video Traffic System 2.0. It's already actually available. What we've done is YouTube changed everything over the last year. Uh, the algorithm went based on watch time, based on subscriber retention. Uh, but long story short, what we did with Video Traffic System is we created a system that will walk you through this entire YouTube system, you know, step by step. Do this, click this button. You kind of follow along the video with us, and then we show you how to do everything from create a channel to create content, to edit videos, to upload them to keyword, to create landing pages and sales pages and products and email marketing. We, 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 it's really kind of a business from a, in a box from a YouTube standpoint. If you want to use YouTube to grow a business, then this is definitely, um, in my extremely biased opinion, the best way to do it. Epic. So if people <laughs> want to get their hands on that, how do we do it? Um, authorityonline.com. So if you head over to authorityonline.com, um, that's where you find it. And then, you know, the best place to find us right now, which you're, you know, and something we're putting a lot of hard work and passion is the entrepreneur lab, uh, on Facebook, just a group, the entrepreneur lab. And that's where we just give away a lot of free tips and techniques. And, uh, it's a lab. We show everyone kind of what we're doing and why we're doing it. And we'll show the results, whether they're, they're good, bad, ugly or not. So, um, it's a cool place to be. And, um, you get to check out my rants in there. I had a good one today. <laughs> All right, guys. So if you're watching this video right now, go to Facebook, type in the search bar, The Entrepreneur's Lab, and you'll find the channel there. Myself, Adam, Rock, all the guys are in that group. It's an awesome place. And it actually goes into details of what's happening right now. And you'll be on top of things when and if and when YouTube starts to change things. Like, I know they're changing the way annotations work or in screens. Yeah, as of May 2nd, those ugly boxes, those ugly annotations that people hate but marketers love um, are going away. And it's only going to be these little eyes in the corner and then these things called end screens, which are the last 20 seconds of the video. You can say, click this, click this, click this. And um, you, we've, already, we've already developed strategy for that. We already know what we're doing. And, and when May 2nd comes, we're you know, we're ready. We're going to be just fine. So uh, it's, a, it's a pretty easy, easy fix. And we got it figured out. And it's only going to be uh, more beneficial in the long run uh, for all of us. Epic. Okay, right, so come join the group. Uh, we'll see you there. And on that note, thank you all for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Awesome.